You're listening to She's Called and Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping fierce Christian female leaders cultivate inner confidence, follow their passion, and make an income while making an impact. I'm your host, Yolanda King, a mom, wife, entrepreneur, and empowerment social worker. I'm obsessed with helping women conquer their fears and move past stuck so they can tap into their potential and lead with joy while pursuing their calling. Each week, I will bring you an episode to help elevate your mindset, keep you inspired, and empower you to keep God at the center of your life. Ready to unlock your potential and live out your calling with confidence? Let's do this. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. I want to invite you to go on a journey with me. It's time to create a massive movement of confident, united, strong women of God who just desire to walk by faith and feel good about themselves while pursuing their calling, while living out their dreams and their passion. For far too long, I believe women have felt guilt for just being themselves, being who God is calling them to be, or for being too confident. And I know you've heard that one before. Women who have felt unsupported by those closest to them, they have felt fear stopping them from stepping out in faith and chasing their dreams and their calling. I'm inviting you to go on this journey with me to redefine confidence. Everything that you have programmed since you were a little kid, I'm inviting you to unprogram it, unwire it. I'm inviting you to live a life full of freedom and purpose-driven. I'm inviting you to give yourself permission to be you, to be who God is calling you to be. And if you know you have the calling for something bigger, something like leadership, I'm telling you right now, get prepared because you will be tested beyond your current level of thinking so that you can continue to be redefined. You can continue to get sharpened to what God wants you to be and what God is calling you for. Without growth, your calling and dreams, they just become stagnant. It is impossible to continue the path of abundance without the growth process. So I just kind of wanted to point that out. So it's just important to hold on and anchor in with faith. You will be rewarded. Don't get me wrong. Just as how I said, you will be tested. You also will be rewarded beyond your wildest dreams. But it will cost you sacrifice and discipline. So I just wanted to reference that because if you have the call to leadership, I just want to empower you and also let me just say it right here. It's not just about the title. It's not a crown you get to wear and place on your head because I truly do believe that leadership is a calling. Even if you don't know 100% if you're a leader or not and you're just kind of wondering to yourself, I'm going to give you a few questions you can ask yourself, reflect wherever you are listening. And you could make that determination. This could bring some clarity to you to know whether you are a leader or not. So, do you find yourself wanting to teach, mentor, support, or influence others? Do you see yourself naturally taking up roles and responsibility within a group setting or a project? Does anyone look up to you, even if it's just one person? And have you facilitated any type of group discussion, any type of meeting or conversation or anything in that sort? Now, let me tell you a secret. (laughs) Everyone holds a certain level of influence 
And what you do with that influence determines if you develop into a leader and be that type of person that others love to be around and others want to follow. I want to share with you a a personal story about my early leadership years and what I learned from that process growing up. And to be honest, I really didn't see this until later on in my adulthood. And I've never really publicly shared this. So very, very early on as a young girl and adolescent, I knew I had a strong personality because I wasn't afraid to express myself, especially advocate for others, right? Every time I saw something happening that I thought wasn't right, I would quickly voice my opinion. And some of you listening, you might be relate. You might say, yeah, that's still me or yeah, that was me growing up. So this followed me, this type of personality, right? My personality followed me into my very first professional setting, my very first professional job. And so I exuberated that, right? I exuberated advocacy, expressive communication. Now, let me stop right there and say I exuberated what in terminology others would call confidence. And I'm going to quote unquote that because let me say I don't think I was confident. What I did have was curiosity, opinions, eager to better myself. I did have that. And my supervisor saw something in me at that time that I didn't even see in myself. And she would refer to me as this, diamond in a rough. And that made me feel really good. It made me feel special. To be honest, in the very beginning, because I'm Latin, So these are terminologies I didn't grow up with. I didn't know what this was. So I had to like ask somebody, what does that mean? And it means something, somebody who's special and that stands out in the middle. Maybe of rocks of just just different stuff. So it made me feel good. I felt she believed in me. And even to the extent that she saw something in me that at that point I didn't see in myself. You see, it's important to always continuously surround yourself with mentors and people that help you discover skills, abilities, and talents that you don't know exist in you, that you don't know. You just need help for somebody to pull that out. I look back at that time and wish I could go back and understand some of the things I'm going to share with you today. Because apart from just naturally leading and doing my work, I also had to work hand in hand with a co-worker who, let's just say we were completely different. (laughs) And at that, we both had strong personalities. And I have to admit, I ran the show a lot of the time. And this is not something I am proud of. But remember how I said I exuberated confidence. And in reality, I think I was just It was just like miscommunicated passion, which that is a topic that we will talk about in a later episode because I think miscommunicated passion is a very important topic. But what ended up happening with my relationship with my coworker was that it was very strenuous and it became very toxic because my over-the-top passion and my supervisor trusting in me It gave me a sense of authority and ownership in my position. And this is a great thing. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not a great thing because I feel that when people have a sense of authority and ownership and whatever they do, they excel, they outperform. 
you could see a greater productivity of their work. However, in this case, it also caused conflict. On top of that, it didn't help that me and my coworker were different, like night and day different. But I wasn't sensitive enough that she wanted to be part, she wanted to be included within events, within functions, within ideas, within classroom settings, within anything, right? She wanted to feel included and her thoughts heard. And because of my dominant personality, I was unwilling to give her a piece of the pie. I was just, my passion was just over the top. I was flying over it. And I don't want to say I didn't care, but I reflected that. And let me be clear, I was never rude. I was never hostile or even confrontational. That's just not the person that I am. But the environment quickly became very toxic for both me and her. Let me go behind the scenes. What was going on with me? Internally, I was being territorial. I had some fear and insecurities, and at heart, I was being a mean girl. I didn't want to share. I felt somebody believed in me, right? And I ran off with it, and I felt I was being very territorial and a scarcity mindset. I should have, at that point, knew there is more than enough pie for everybody. Looking back on it, some of the things that was going on internally with me, this was not from God. She wanted to feel part of the team, and because of my insecurities and my fears, I did not see what was actually happening, and I was feeding into it. So have you ever been in a situation this way, in a work environment, where possibly you haven't been included, or on the other end, where your insecurities are actually blinding you, and subconsciously you're acting in a certain way that is tearing people down? I believe that if women can become more secure within themselves, there would be more inclusiveness, there would be more opportunities and more growth collectively as a body of women moving forward in any area of our leadership, our teamwork, and of our collaboration. I could have taken my leadership influence because at that time I did to empower her instead of letting my insecurities cripple her. Because she is special and she has valuable skills that she could have offered regardless of how different we were. She just wasn't given the opportunity like I was. So remember how I said I was leading at that time? I didn't, at that time I didn't know. I can reflect now and see how people were looking for me and getting inspired by me. But I didn't know that back then. I was blinded by my own insecurities and fears again. So I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to be aware of your surroundings, aware of what's happening to you, and I want you to inspire people. Yes, I know not everyone will like what you have to say, but that's okay. All you have to worry about is making yourself a better woman by spreading genuine kindness and love like wildfire with any type of influence that you have with anybody. And this is what She's Called in Confidence is all about, becoming a confident leader and making this world a better place. By you following your calling and following that special thing that God has placed in your heart. The confident faith-centered leader combats against things like jealousy, comparison, fear, bitterness. I should add territorial in there. I should. But jealousy, comparison, fear, bitterness. The confident leader combats against those things. I don't need to get into the actual definition of these things because you know what they are. You know what these things make you feel. 
And I'm not talking about jealousy like, oh my gosh, I like that girl's shoes. Where did you get it? I'm going to go buy some. Or something innocent where you're like, oh, that's innocent child. I'm happy for you. Or You know what I mean? It's something that comes within your heart and it stays in there. And you feel it in a very malicious way and it's constant. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to jealousy comparison, fear or bitterness. The confident faith-centered leader fights against that. And refuses to let that enter her thoughts and emotions. And if they do, because let's be honest, we're all human, she quickly tries to release them. So is that's what you, you're trying to cultivate? If that's like, yes, that's me. Like, I want to be a go-getter. I want to be a woman in power. Instead of sitting here with some of these emotions, I invite you to take part of the, our Facebook group community, which will be in the show notes and linked da- down below, because this is what the movement's all about, creating strong, confident women of God. This confident Nista movement that I'm calling it, <laughs> it's about cultivating growth and evolution to be the best version of yourself. It's about cultivating wisdom, using constant discernment, and 1 Peter 5.8 tells us to be alert and sober mind because the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And I feel that the confident woman of God needs to have a level of discernment. The confident woman needs to have courage and faith to step out in boldness, step out in their calling despite what people might think or say. The confident woman needs to spread kindness like wildflower and sprinkle that in everything that she does, like a cherry on top of a confidentista sundae. (laughs) All in all, friend, being that faith-centered woman of God who owns her confidence has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with the calling and purpose God has placed in your life. The fact that God made you unique and beautiful should give you enough reason to feel confident about yourself and the journey that you are about to embark in or have been. Becoming the best version of yourself is a lifelong process. Once we reach a level of growth, we strive to go to the next level. So we never stop growing, both internally and externally. There are different areas of growth in different seasons. So just analyze where you are right now. Just remember that in the process, it's important to always stay grounded and spread love and kindness in everything that you do because I believe in you. So I talk to you guys soon.